KXFM Pittsburgh. LeBron James told CNN that America under Trump is returning to the days of slavery and Jim Crow. You know, you can undermine good points by saying things that are really stupid. And then you got Richard Sherman with the plantation talk. Say what's true. True works. Especially right now, and especially with Trump. But can what's false and dramatic. We're not going to have separate water fountains. Yo, LeBron, if you want to be real, be real. You don't have to just shut up and dribble. But be real. You weren't in this case. So guess what? You just made the list. Whenever I talk about something like what LeBron said about Trump, I get a bunch of tweets, stick to sports. First off, stick to my ass. Second off, I would love to stick to sports. You know what the problem is? Politics keeps dipping its toe in sports. And Trump's the cause of that. You know what's made me dislike Trump more than anything? The fact he's trying to ruin football. He is, you know, trying to ruin football. The list is brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. The number to call is 412-333-WXDX. I just got an email I had been fearing. I am flying to fabulous Las Vegas tonight. For the first time ever on Spirit Airlines. Non-stop big front seat, cheap price. Flights delayed 10 minutes. If any people from Spirit Airlines are listening, this is your big chance to make friends with a powerful and influential frequent flyer. Don't blow it. Right now, some Spirit executive said, screw that fat bastard. Did I say 10 minutes? I meant 20 minutes. Make it 40 minutes. Make it an hour. See you tomorrow, fat ass. You know how I'll get there? I'll get the pirate ship to keep swinging back and forth, back and forth. Build momentum, build momentum, build momentum. And then pow, I'll cut the cord and fly all the way to Vegas. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. You you know what? uh, Drew McGarry. Uh, writes some for Deadspin, writes mostly for GQ now. Good writer. One of the few legit talents ever to come through Deadspin. He wrote an article saying how the NFL is going to be a farce this year. And I assumed it was going to be about the national anthem thing. It was about the helmet rule. That you can't ever drop your head to hit. You can never drop your head to absorb a hit. And if they call that all the time... It is going to be a flag fest. It is going to slow down the game. But you know what I do hate? I hate when football players say, and it's more prevalent in, in, in football than, than any other sport. I hate when football players say, well, lowering your head to hit's part of the game. It's how you're taught to do it. I've been doing it this way since high school, junior high, Pop Warner, whatever. Okay, all that's true. It's also too bad. That's the rule now. We're trying to protect you. Because these same football players 
that bitch about contact being taken out of the game, that bitch about too many flags, that bitch about this helmet rule. I can promise you they will be at the front of the line when it comes time to file another class action lawsuit because they got their brains bashed in by playing football and by giving and by absorbing those helmet-to-helmet hits. I can promise you that. Let's go to uh, Kevin in West Deer. Kevin, you're on with these super genius. How's it going, buddy? Terrific. Hey, uh, I don't call unless there's important things going on. And uh, I'm figuring maybe your flight was delayed due to the residual effects of the pirate ship problem. Oh, kind of like uh, like you drop a rock in the middle of a lake and there's a ripple. Exactly. Could be anything from maybe the maybe the pilot was on the ride and that put his... Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> but hey, here's, here's the real problem. I think this is a cover-up. I think the pirate ship's a cover-up because Tuesday, Thomas the Train derailed. Yeah, but wasn't that uh, that wasn't with kids on it, was it? I it was only very sparsely reported. No, no, um, but they, I think they were testing the ride because it's a new ride. Okay, and they fixed it. Now there's no problem. You know, you do have to test the rides. I, I I don't know if they were testing it or not. I thought it opened Friday, which means it would have been open for public use. And uh, they said that there were no injuries. So I don't know if there was no injuries because no one was on it. But uh, I thought maybe it was a cover-up, and they just did the yeah, pirate but, ship but, thing. But you know, Kevin, to be, for... to be to be truthful and fair, stuff like minor malfunctions happen all the time at amusement parks. It's not like Action Point. Did you see that movie Action Point with Johnny Knoxville? I did not. I want to see it. It's it's a true story about an amusement park in New Jersey that was so poorly run and so poorly maintained, it turned into like this dangerous amusement park with dangerous rides, and that became part of the thrill. They build themselves. America's least safe amusement park. Okay. It's for adrenaline junkies. So so Kennywood's uh, not like that. Oh, by the way, good news for the uh, Thomas the Train ride. I just got a call from uh, Steven Tyler, and he said the train kept a rolling. Thank you for the call. Who recorded that song before Aerosmith? The Yardbirds. Who was on guitar for the Yardbirds when they did it? Jimmy Page. What song is more of a reimagining, not a ripoff, of Train Kept a Rolling? Communication breakdown. In fact, when Zeppelin first started playing as Zeppelin, they would play the opening of uh, of Train Kept a Rolling as the opening song, like dun 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 you want to hear trivial, come to me. I'm on a train. I met a dame. She kind of handsome. We kind of look the same. She was pretty from New York City. Brian in the car. Brian, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I uh, just wanted to make a what I think is a big distinction between the Ohio State and Penn State situations. Uh, with Penn State, the offense was happening on campus, and the only real witnesses were employees of that program. And they, in essence, yeah, that's a that's a that's a lame comparison. The head well, coach knew and didn't do enough. That that's the only comparison needs to be made. At Ohio State, the head coach knew and didn't do enough. At Penn State, the head coach knew and didn't do enough. Thanks for the call. I always like when situations are nearly identical, identical. And, like, you try to weasel your side's way out of it. 
Let's go to uh, Jack in the car. Jack, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Hey, I just wanted to tell you, be careful on the Spirit Airlines. I flew them out to Vegas two or three years ago, and they stranded me there. Stranded you where? Vegas. Oh, that's okay. If that happens, that's okay. (laughs) How long did you stay there? From about 9 p.m. until about 7 a.m. Oh, that's not that's just, that that happens sometimes, bro. It sucks, but it's happened uh, to me. It was just horrible. But no, like when you, when you said stranded in Vegas, like if they stranded me there for like a month, that'd be okay. Yeah, but on the airport floor, kind of stunk. Oh, rich people don't ever have to sit on the airport floor, my man. Let's go to Joe in Bridgeville. Joe, you're on with Double M. Doing what? What up? Hey, what's not being reported about this Urban Meyer situation is his wife is an employee of the university. So under Title IX provisions, she is required to turn over anybody that she knows that is guilty of sexual misconduct. Oh, no, okay. Now, is she is she an employee? Yeah, she's an instructor. Uh, okay. A what? She's an instructor. She's a teacher. It says she's employed as an instructor at Ohio State. Right, because the, the Meyer family really needs that extra money. Well, uh, no, but that puts her in hot water. It puts they, her in hot water. Does it put him in hot water? Well, I'm sure she knows that she's supposed to report it. She would be talking to her husband about it. But can that be proven? Well, we don't know. We're going to find out. No, we are going to find out. But if, if, if the worst thing that happens to the Meyer family is that Mrs. Meyer loses her job, I don't think they'll see that as such a big deal. I'm sure he wouldn't mind throwing her under the bus because he's not the best of human beings. I'm sure she wouldn't mind if he threw her under the bus. Because if she <laughs> loses her job, it's just not a big deal. Let's go to Big Rob in the car. Big Rob, you're on with Double M. What's up, my round one? What? Huh? Huh? You know me? It's Myron Cope, kids. Don't forget, we have Kevin Colbert at the bottom of the hour. The replay from yesterday's interview, it aired very early in the show yesterday. A lot of people wanted to hear it. A lot of talk about the Terrell Edmonds situation and the role he may play. I'm telling you. And I was first to that party. I had a blog uh, on Tuesday about it. I've been talking about it for weeks. He's going to play a lot. He's going to be the box safety and sub packages. Uh, Burnett's going to play the traditional safety. And really, Edwards is, Edmonds is going to play linebacker. That's not what they'll call it, but Edmonds is going to play linebacker. He's going to be Shazier. You watch. In the meantime, let's talk about all the crap we've talked about up till now in the next segment. And then I can kind of screw off during the Colbert interview. 105.9 X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. What up, it's sexy. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Because I know more about announcing than any man alive. The X at 105.9. Kevin Colbert, in just a few minutes, uh, tweet from Andrew. Do you think Hurdle is just doing what he's told when playing the scrubs like Rodriguez? Well, Andrew, who would be telling him? Huntington? Nutting? Why would they want the scrubs to play? What gain is there for playing three guys the same night all hit one, under 175? Uh, I can see why you would suspect some sort of chicanery because it's inexplicable that all three of those guys were in the lineup. 
I think Hurdle thinks he's making, for whatever reason, ones I can't imagine, he thinks he's making a good baseball move. And he's convinced guys need rest. But boy, when you are sucking high, and you know what, in a very tight wild card race that's crowded by a lot of teams, I'd play my best guys every night. That's me. Uh, I'd like to thank Don Andrzejewski, who I went to high school with, Shaler class of 78. By the way, our 40-year reunion is coming up this November. I've never been to a high school class reunion. Should I go to this one? I probably won't, but I'm considering it. Thanks to Donnie anyway. He's a, a big-time exec with Doubletree in Pittsburgh, and he just sent over like a million cans of those unbelievable Doubletree chocolate chip cookies because today is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Uh, they're unbelievable. I can honestly say the best chocolate chip cookie in the world is the Doubletree Hotel chocolate chip cookie. So thanks to Donnie A for sending over uh, that blessing in a cookie tin. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, earlier we were debating the biggest sports scandal of all time. And, of course, right up there at the top is the Sandusky scandal at Penn State and the uh, White Sox fixing the World Series in 1919. But somebody tweeted, uh, what about Larry Nassar, the gymnastics coach at Michigan State? Obviously, that's at the very top, maybe number one. Just a terrible, terrible thing. Let's go to Mark in Bridgeville. Mark, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mr. Med. What's up? Um, I was going to say, I, when I saw Chris Archer come out, he gave Corey Dickerson a big hug, and I don't think the fans are giving him enough credit for there was a lot of competition to pick him up, and I think Corey Dickerson was a big part of getting Chris Archer to the Pirates. Uh, that's absurd. Why would you say that? Because they're very good friends. Now, you understand that Chris Archer didn't get to pick where he went, right? Right, but there was competition between the Yankees, the Red Sox. He could have gone right, to a right, lot of... and Corey Dickerson had nothing to do with that competition. Right, but I, I think they were very close. The other yeah, point I, I, make... I know they're very close, but 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 Chris okay. Archer was going to go where the Tampa Rays told him to go. Right, right. So you have yep. no point whatsoever. I hope your next point is a little better. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, Mark. Uh, the other point I wanted to make, you said you're a Fairweather fan, not a, uh, you know, basically, but... The Steelers have had down years. The Penguins have had down years, but they've always tried to win. They've always been building. Really? Were you there in 1984 with the Penguins? Of course, I wasn't. That was, um, you know, I'm 32 years old. So yeah, they, they 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 threw the season to draft Lemieux. Goodbye. Aye. Up next, Kevin Colbert, 105.9 X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Double wham, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Mark? A lot of gibberish, a lot of booze, a lot of public urination. The X at 105.9. Football season is upon us. Joining me now to get us caught up on the state of the Steelers as they go through their paces in Latrobe, it's General Manager Kevin Colbert. Uh, Kevin, how much contact in practice is a safe amount of contact uh, that's a debate that's kind of popped up in the wake of Foster's injury. Yeah, Mark, you know, it's, um, football is a contact sport, and you, you have to practice what you're going to end up playing. You know, we play next Thursday, 
evening, if you don't have a certain amount of contact, um, you're not going to be prepared for that. Uh, Craig Wolfley taught me a long time ago that, you know, it would be like boxing without sparring. You have to go through some some contact. And unfortunately, Ramon, Ramon got hurt. It was in a situation that was really a, it was a team run drill. And sometimes in those team run drills, to make them authentic, you have to throw the ball. And we were passing, and uh, Stefan Tewitt fell across the back of his leg and unfortunately got hurt. Fortunate it wasn't too bad. But you, you have to put the guys in those situations, and you have to monitor it. You know, we have a between 12 to 15 live plays per day. Um, so it's not – we don't think it's excessive. I think it is necessary, and I just hope for the best. Well, it looks like Foster's injury isn't too bad, but – are you happy with your depth on the O-line right now? Because you did lose some uh, in the offseason with Hubbard leaving, and, of course, Hawkins got hurt. Correct. And that's, you know, with Ramon being down, he's probably going to be down for the majority of training camp. So you worry about that because you're one step closer to not, you know, having that player available. And, and when uh, Hawkins got hurt, that, that limited our, our exposure to, uh, I mean, our depth on the offensive tackle. So now Chuk's a core for has to step up, and, you know, that's why when you get into a draft situation and you like a player, um, you better take him because you just don't know how things will shake out. Unfortunately, this young man uh, is on our team, and he'll get the opportunity to prove it. In the meantime, he'll get the opportunity to prove that he can be uh, that backup swing tackle, but in the meantime, it's our job to be prepared if he's not, and we have to look for depth elsewhere and that's what our scouts will be doing in the the preseason as we look at the other teams depth charts and who uh, may or may not make their team it's our job to be ready in the event that chooks isn't ready but so far so good with him but again we'll see how how it shakes out starting on thursday what's your take on terrell edmonds uh so far camp because he certainly has a lot of raw ability doesn't he he does and you know it's it's what we expected from him. That's why we, we liked him where we took him. Now, again, he has to prove it. He's, you know, unfortunately, Morgan Burnett um, strained his hamstring early and uh, opened the door for Terrell, quite honestly. And so far, he's responded. And, again, it's, a, it's part of this whole process of figuring out who can and who can't. It's one thing to do it in practice. Um, it'll be another thing to do it in a preseason game and then obviously into a regular season. But so far, so good. He's approached it. I, I believe the learning has been um, above board for a, for a rookie. At that position is always difficult. But so far, so good, and we'll just see if he can continue. I got a feeling Edmonds is going to be a big part of the sub package, Kevin, as a box safety, kind of a hybrid. Is that likely? Is that the role you'd like to see him in? Well, I think what we try to do with those guys is teach them one thing at a time and, and make sure that they have the base defense down. Again, he's he got accelerated uh, with Burnett's um, hamstring issue. He got accelerated into this role, um, and sometimes that happens with a rookie. It happened with Ben, unfortunately, his rookie year when Tommy Maddox got hurt. Um, he was thrust into a role. Um, more or quicker than we maybe wanted to do it, but that's the reality of this game. But the, the sub packages, I think, once he gets the base defenses down, and we continue to grow, and we, we'll start working those things uh, more. Not so much the first week of camp will be pretty basic that first week, but as we build to that third preseason game, which is the most realistic 
test of the preseason, um, some of those packages will be instituted, and we think Terrell will be part of those by then. Rod Woodson said the defense needs more playmakers. Do you agree with that? What we need is more consistency. Um, you know, we were very good at rushing the passer last year, but we gave up too many big runs. We gave up too many big plays. So playmakers, um, I, I'm, what I'm looking for and what we're looking for is consistency. We had, you know, we had playmakers from a, from a pass rush standpoint, we were very good. From a run defense standpoint, we were good. And there were times where we weren't. Pass defense, there were times where we were good and times where we weren't. So I think the consistency is what we're looking for. And if you've got playmakers, that consistency should be there. How is Artie Burns progressing at corner? The word is, from covering Antonio Brown every day, he's kind of picking his game up. And, boy, that would certainly test you, wouldn't it? It is. I mean, it's the ultimate test every day, and he never sides away from it. Um, You know, Antonio will beat him, and then Artie will get right back up and try again. Antonio might beat him again. Um, You know, the thing you try to reinforce with Artie is, look, you know, this isn't unusual with with A.B., being able to beat you, um, you have to match the competition because you're going against the best. Sometimes when you practice against the best, the next challenge in a, in a game might not be as good. But, you know, Artie responds to the challenge every every rep, every play, you know. And he he's trying to get better. He is better than he was last year at this point. But, again, he has to prove it, and um, we'll see. I mean, it's... It's a big year for Artie. A lot of times when we draft somebody, we always say that third year is the year where it's either a um, a make or break, and that's the year he's in. And you know, we want more. We want more out of Artie because if we get more out of Artie, we'll be better uh, with the consistency that we're going to look for from our defense. We're talking to Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert here on the Mark Madden Show. Kevin, uh, you have said the Steelers haven't had distractions dating back through last year. Walk me through that one because I'm not quite sure I agree. I know that the NFL's changed a lot over the past decade or so in that regard, but but I see some distraction there. Well, I think when you look at distractions, there's things that happen outside of the the football um, side of things, and can that take away from from our team's productivity? And you know, sometimes I think that things that we look at as distractions from the outside looking in aren't necessarily viewed the same way from the inside looking out because we may have a better handle on what's causing whatever. And I think Coach does a great job of, you know, addressing those types of things when necessary. I mean, he sat he has sat star players down in the past um, when there was an issue last year. You know. Martavis Bryant was sat for a game because of some things he had posted on social media, which was something that that coach had addressed uh, prior to. So I, I truly believe that the things that happen within our our locker room, you know, on the field, off the field, in meetings, uh, coaches is way above and beyond uh, the next challenge. I think he has a good handle on what our guys are doing, what we want them to do, and when they don't. Um, there's no question about his reaction to situations. I think sometimes Coach Tomlin's viewed as a guy that, um, you know, he can laugh and joke with a player on a field, and that's just that's his personality. But make no mistake that um, kindness is no is no indication of weakness in that regard because um, I've seen him deal with uh, elite players 
in a in a not so elite manner when it's necessary. Um, but he'll do it in a professional manner and in usually a private environment that um, we try to handle those distractions. So I don't I don't I don't worry about our guys um, becoming distractions because if they do, I know he has and will continue to handle those. Now the situation with Lev Bell is an open book, but how much does his absence hurt your preparation? Because at some level, Kevin, it's got to. It does. There's no question. I mean, you know, I was asked that question after the season last year, and I said, well, you know, him not being in camp, did it hurt him? And when a guy's a Pro Bowl player, it's hard to say that it did. But in all honesty, he could have been a better Pro Bowl player. We could have been a better um, offense. I think when you don't have a key piece here working with your guys, um, that's an issue because he doesn't get the timing down with the offensive line. He doesn't get the coordination with Ben. He doesn't get the blitz pickup work. Um, and when he gets here, he'll be in peak physical condition. There's no question about that. But he won't be in football condition. And, you know, as we referenced earlier, the ability or the, the contact stuff that we do in training camp, if you're not doing that and if you haven't done it, you're not going to be at peak performance um, when he's going to be asked to play whenever that is. So, again, it's always in his best interest to be here and in the team's best interest, but without a contract, there's no way to enforce that. I look at uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, Kevin, and I wonder, how much more can those two possibly do? Is there still another level that, that you feel those two can reach? Yes, there's no question. And you know, When Joe Green worked for us, you know, he used to always tell us, hey, it's great to do something good it's great to win a super bowl it's great to do this play that play this win that win whatever he said but you know do it again and you know i look at antonio and i look at ben and i know these are two professionals that are out to exceed um what they've done before um they're never satisfied um you know ben's in my opinion going to be a hall of fame player but he's not done proving that he can still do more and Antonio hasn't had that satisfaction of winning the Super Bowl. And until he gets that, um, that's the first step that he has to to make in, in, in what's been a, a great career to this point. You know, sometimes when you don't win that Super Bowl, it's, it's not quite as much. And um, he has to prove to himself that he can be a Super Bowl champion. So I think that's, that's his big challenge. How will Fickner change the offense? Or, or will he even change it very much? Well, I think from a schematic standpoint, there'll be a lot of carryover. I just think it'll be his personality um, and his input. Um, having worked with Ben uh, more intimately as his quarterback position coach over the years, um, I think he has a real good understanding of of Ben, um, of when to let Ben do what he needs to do or when he needs to take a little more control. Uh, I'm very comfortable. I think we're very comfortable with Randy's ability to do that and I think it's exciting to, to see um, where that might go you know in the year it, again like any like any new player a new coach in a new position has to prove that, that he can do it and we have to prove ourselves every day in what we do so I'm excited I, I know there'll be some carryover but he'll also add his own his own touches and you know hopefully we'll be a better offense you know we know that we have to get better in the red zone that was for as good as we were offensively, that was, that was a period that was a, a part of our team that we weren't as good as we need to be. And, again, a consistency factor, I think, uh, we can improve along those lines. So hopefully Randy will get us there. 
Well, let's stay with that red zone uh, for a second, Kevin, because you guys have all the tools to be great in the red zone. Have you pinpointed the problem? I mean, what has to change? What has to improve? That's the thing we always you always want to look at. You know, you're dealing with a, a much smaller field um, when you get there, so the options offensively aren't as great. Um, you know, Bell's a good runner. Can he prove that he can be that tough physical runner in those critical situations? Can the offensive line move the defenders the way they need to move them? Um, we haven't proven that consistently. Can Ben make the, the critical throw more often than not? You know, I'm pretty sure we, we led the league in the two-point conversion phase of things, and that's really where our field is, is constricted. Um, we've been very successful in that phase. We need to work on that, that 20 yard range and in. But it's just really finding a consistency of what we do good and really working, uh, understanding that we have that, but also identify what we don't do good. And right now it's just been a consistency thing, Mark, where we haven't, we haven't made the tough runs consistent enough in short yardage and we haven't made the, um, I want to say the, the consistent big play and, and maybe the fade situations, um, maybe getting a more consistent play out of the tight end group because they're big uh, contributors in your red zone because of, you know, obviously their size advantage. So I just think we need a little bit more out of everybody. Are you happy with the level of leadership on the team? Uh, and how does that manifest itself? It's such a intangible thing to talk about, but are you happy with it at first blush right now? Well, I think we're blessed to have, you know, obviously I could mention Ben uh, before. That's that's no question. Um, you know, he's the team leader, uh, period. He's the one that after a game, win or lose, he's going to address the team uh, after a game. He's going to be the guy that sets the tone. And there are other guys, you know, offensively, you know, Marquise Pouncey, there's no question that, um, when something needs said, he's not going to be shy about saying it. And then on the, on the defensive side, uh, Cam Hayward is that guy. There's no question about Cam's ability to to rally guys when it's not going and, and keep them level when when they maybe have done something good. Um, again, prove it again. Let's let's go again. So I I am comfortable with the leadership, and you know they've displayed it in the past. I'm, there's no I'm no concern about what they can do in the future. And finally, was last year disappointing, Kevin? Even after going uh, thirteen and three, I-, I feel like you're capable of more. I'm sure you do too. And you've used the word consistency an awful lot today. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we were when we were winning games, we won a lot of close games. And I think people can say, well, they could have lost, and that's true. And there's, every game you win, you could have lost. I mean, the Super Bowl when San Antonio gets his his big toe down. I mean, we're, we're basically a half inch away from not winning a Super Bowl. So you're always so close to winning and losing. But every time we won a game last year, it was like, well, we just won our 12th game, but it doesn't feel like it because we knew we had to prove more. And when we didn't do it in the playoffs, um, being 13-3 and didn't matter. And that's, that's the thing that um, we've, we've had to live with for a year. We earned it. That's that's who we were, and this is how we have to grow from that. So it, we'll see where it goes. I mean, that's 
look, if we win a game, it's going to be no big deal. And if we lose a game, it's going to be, okay, we can still do this because we've come from the sixth seed and won a Super Bowl, and we went from the second seed and got knocked off in the first round. So every year is different. Um, and we didn't put that, we didn't put forth our best performance at the most critical time. And that's, that's what spells greatness, uh, for a team and an organization is being able to, to put forth your best effort at the critical times. And last year we failed, even though we were successful 13 times. The, the 0 and 1 is something that identified us in 2017 and we hope that it's not us in 2018. Kevin, great stuff. We'll save the hockey talk for the next time we have you on. Enjoy training camp. We'll talk to you soon, I hope. All right, Mark. You take care. That's Kevin Colbert. I'm Mark Madden. It's not time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. He's a prissy, sissy, dancy boy. No matter who's the goalie, when we have the right defense playing the right way. You're right. They should play without a goalie. VX at 105.9. Time to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino in the strip. It's the home of the Super Genius Burger. I'm going to call 412-333-9939. Let's go to Grady and Elizabeth. Grady, ask Mark anything. What up, Mark? What up, man? Hey, uh, what three-day weekend's better, Friday to Sunday or Saturday to Monday? Ooh, that's a real good question. Uh, I would say Saturday to Monday feels like a longer weekend. What say you? See, I like Friday to Sunday because then you get thirsty Thursday and you can be hungover Friday. Yeah, but, but if it's if it's if it's if it's, if it's uh if it's Saturday through Monday, you can drink Friday and be hungover Saturday. It just you, yeah. you get the exact same amount of nights to drink in either scenario. Yeah, and football season's nice, too, if uh, Steelers play Sunday night and you got Monday to recover. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that deeply, but I suppose you're right. Let's go to Angelo. Angelo, you're on with Double M. Ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I want your honest opinion. Do you think Sean Rodriguez can still make it to the Hall of Fame? Which Hall of Fame? Major League Hall of Fame in N- Cooperstown. No, I don't think so. Anything else? No, sir. Good call. Go to Chris in South Park. Chris, ask Mark anything. Mark, what's your favorite Marvel movie? Uh, I, I, what, what do you mean? I, I, I don't watch superhero movies. You don't? No, I never have. Why? Can you recommend one? Uh, yes, Captain America: Civil War. Yep, just not going to watch it. Can you recommend another one? Um, how about uh, Caddyshack off the Marvel record? Caddyshack's not a Marvel movie, you idiot. I know that, but I was just changing up on you, that's all. Very shrewd. I'll see you when I see you. Oh, by the way, Antonio Brown sent back to Pittsburgh today. Minor injury. And Josh Dobbs threw two pick sixes, and that's pretty bad, except he threw them both in the red zone. Also, Mike Hilton played safety today. They have no idea who's going to play safety. 